foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And Janie, I'm going to start us out today in Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 3. And it says, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And one of the things that I'm noticing in our culture today is that there is a trend that encourages people to tear each other apart with their words. And sadly, we have adopted that in the church and even in our families, we are tearing each other apart over opinions and ideas and feelings. We're not staying unified in a bond of peace, in the spirit of love, in gentleness and loneliness. Well, Sharon, why should we when we want our own way? The prescription that you just outlined, which is truth, really cuts down every bit of personal pleasure, personal desires. And when your opinion differs from mine, why in the world as a family member should I give in to your opinion? Well, I guess that's the way that we look at it, don't we? And that's why we have the mess that we have when the Lord said in verse 4, that when we endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, then there is hope for us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to keep the unity of the Spirit, that's really heavy words. If I don't even understand, if I'm walking in the Spirit and what the Spirit wants to do, how can He be a tool in my life to help me find peace which everybody, Sharon, wants peace, don't oh, they? Yeah. It doesn't yes. matter whether you're a believer or unbeliever, you're surging or you're angry. Everybody wants peace. Yeah. And you know what? There's something in that because peace does feel good, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness, yes. So could we be taking a gift of peace that God gives us and then using it selfishly? So if you don't agree with me, then that causes contention, and therefore my peace is gone. You destroyed my peace. You destroyed my peace, Jenny. That's right. Well, we just all of a sudden realize that that's a defense mechanism, isn't it, that we use when we don't want to deal with truth. Sharon, also, you opened up with uh, Ephesians 4, verse 1, uh, telling us that we need to walk worthy of the calling with which you were, past tense, called 
Yeah. We have a calling. We have a job. We have a vocation. And that was settled in the mind of God really before the foundations of the world. We were called. Okay. So why we think we never have to accept the job, because if you go back to the mother language, you'll find out that this calling has to do with your vocation. It has to do with your job. No matter what kind of ministry you may have in the body of Christ, uh, you have a calling. Okay. What if I'm just a churchgoer and I have a job, you know, being a secretary? What is my call then? Because a lot of people say that the call is call into ministry or call to preach the gospel, so on and so forth. Well, I think verse 2 probably answers your question. Okay. Because it says you're to be with all lowliness and gentleness. And a secretary, especially if it's a church secretary... This verse is vital. I think any secretary, she gets all the calls, right? That's right. And then long-suffering usually has to do with needing patience. Then we bear with one another in love. Of course, that can't be necessarily just a family love, but it can include a family love. Okay. But it must have the agape love or it will falter. Okay. All right? So really, this is a very dynamite passage on how to allow a family to be a family. To work together. Yes. And God said that he is looking for a family for himself since before the foundations of the world. Somewhere back in eternity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit were really quite complete But they made a decision that they wanted a family. Right. Then they made another decision to have Earth be that home for that family. Mm -hmm. But he wants his family to be present, living with long-suffering and learning how to be a one family. The Lord did not plan on a family for fussing, feuding, and fighting. Well, and that's become Mm -hmm. kind of a joke, That we can fuss and fight and still love each other. That we can complain and gripe and, you know, have sibling rivalry and it's okay. And I guess, you know, you're always going to have disagreements because we're not all exactly the same. But there has to be a strong love that holds us together. In Psalms 133, David says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He compares it to being like precious oil poured upon the head, running down on the beard. And he said, For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore, to dwell in unity. Well, you know, Janie, all through the scriptures, we find where the Lord commands us to be unified. So we need to learn how to get along even in our weaknesses. I totally agree with you, Sharon, because apart from being in the family of God, it becomes increasingly difficult to have a family in unity. We need to have that authority figure, Jesus Christ our Lord, setting up the desires that he has for his family. And I know one of the things that he speaks about throughout the scriptures, and that is that a family needs to protect, encourage, 
and comfort and uphold one another. Instead of destroy one another with our words. Now, how do we do that? How do we protect, encourage, and comfort one another when we don't agree with them? That's a good question. Okay. One of the facets that I believe the Lord makes explicitly clear, and that is that we need to put our own personal needs aside of what is best for the family. Okay. That means I could be in a church where maybe I really care about the pastor and he's teaching truth. Uh-huh. But there are places where there might be differences uh-huh. uh, in growth and understanding, not having all the facts. Uh-huh. But we still have been given the freedom because of the cross and Romans 6 that we can still be together in oneness. Right. Even if you don't agree on every jot and tittle. Then we'll help each other in those disagreements. And one way you can help each other is really by training one another in the truth that you know and by really delivering smooth attitudes and actions that can develop into habits. Okay. And when you have habits that benefit one another, then you learn to work together for the best good of the whole family. So if everyone has that attitude and everyone has that focus to be in unity and to teach each other and to train each other and to have the oneness, then we're all working together for that one purpose and goal. And when that's your attitude, just know that the Holy Spirit is probably in that attitude because that's not a normal attitude. Right for complaining and and fretting and wanting your own way. And if the Spirit then is working to help you create the habits, habits become just so ingrained in you that you do them naturally, and they can be of your own self, which is not good, or if they're of the Holy Spirit, then you're really developing already a love for one another. That just grows deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's really maybe tested at times, But as you pass through the testing and apply what you already know Mm -hmm. in habits will simply deepen your love for one another. Right. And then as you grow together over the years, then you get to know each other. Mm. Yeah. I watched some little twins the other day that was just precious in how they were uh, taking care of one another and then how they were getting on each other's case. And I thought, you know, we women learn how to boss one another very (laughs) early in life. But it was so precious to see how they were taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. Their level of love in their little hearts was already functioning. Now, does it probably need some refining? Yes, it probably will. Absolutely, always does. But family members will get to know each other's weaknesses and strengths but that will help promote an environment where we can really see what is eternal, what needs to remain in our character as God is building our character, what draws you, and you can learn from your brothers and sisters. Yeah. And most definitely remember, the Lord will put character development above ministry, above jobs, Character is what he is wanting us to take, as well as our hearts and our soul, into eternity. That's true, and we might as well learn how to walk together in unity and oneness right here and now. 
in the unity of spirit and the bond of peace. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.